previously on the Skip and Josh Sports Show. Funny that we're getting so riled up about this. I don't, don't like, golf. like golf. You don't like golf. I don't play golf. You don't play golf. I don't watch it. You don't watch it. We don't care. But it makes me nuts that he's all over the TV. Speaking of golf, last thing. Speaking of golf, more you, golf. You're listening to the Skip and Josh Sports Show. Skip. Hey, Cub. How's it going? Great, great. So, you know, we talked about having guests on the show and different correspondents from different cities. And so far, we've had our Chicago correspondent and we've had our Atlanta correspondent. I'm excited to tell the listeners that we now have our Philadelphia correspondent on the line, and I'll let you introduce him. So our Philly correspondent is uh, none other than Mark. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Good and yourself. Great. Thrilled to be here. We're so happy to have you. And like the, all of our other guests so far, Mark is actually originally from Montreal. Although you've been away from Montreal for so long, right? I don't know what year you moved away from Montreal, but it was in the 90s, right? Yeah, it was in uh, 1993. Yeah, there you go. And when, when did you actually move to Philadelphia? I know, like, I don't want to go through your whole history of where you've lived, but I don't think the listeners care about that. But when did you when did you settle in Philadelphia? Was it 2001? 2000? Yep. 2001. 2001. That's what I thought. I, I had my timeline. Like, I knew it was around there. Like most Canadians, I mean, I guess you still consider yourself a Canadian. Hockey, I think, has taken over as your biggest passion. I know that you're a season ticket holder for the Flyers. I am. Yeah. And and I'm always amazed whenever we see each other, like, how big of a Flyers fan you are. Like, last year when we saw you in Christmas time, the Flyers looked like dead in the water. And you were like, no, no, no. They're still going to make the playoffs. I still have hope. Yeah, and, like, they made it. It was crazy. I was like, I couldn't believe it. So, like, how did – how tell us, like, how, like, the Flyer, like, fandom started with you. You know what? I have no idea. Oh, my um, <laughs> It started – it actually started from a – out of nowhere, right? So I, for a long time, I followed hockey, but I didn't go to games. I wouldn't necessarily uh, watch them on TV, but I would definitely read about it in the newspaper, watch highlights, uh, but nothing special. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, I said, you know, this team actually has a little bit of oomph to it. There's a lot of young kids who are coming up. We're going to look forward to seeing them over the next few years. Now is the time. Now's the time to get started and uh, hope and just watch them blossom. And that's what started happening last year, for example, with Shane Gossespierre. I know. You love Gossespierre. It's insane. I have a question for Mark, actually. Sure. Uh, so I realize you live in Philadelphia, and when you live in a city for a long time, for as long as you've lived there, you obviously become a fan of the, of the home teams. And I can understand in baseball because – your former city, Montreal, doesn't have a baseball team and football. Your former city doesn't have an NFL team and, and your former city doesn't have a basketball team. But your former city, Montreal, has arguably the the most storied hockey franchise of all time. And so I'm curious to know, you go to all these Flyers games, when when it's Flyers versus Canadians, do you have, like, is, is it, no, is it tough for you? You're going down the wrong path. <laughs> Like who do you who do you root for? What Mark do you was do? never a Habs fan. 
Mark's one of those uh, Montrealers who actually hated the Habs. Wait, hold on. Hate is a strong word. <laughs> I love them when we're talking Larry Robinson, Ken Dryden, right? right. That's yeah. that Lafleur, yeah. Steve Shot, right? That era. Love the Habs. When you start moving into the late '80s, that's when the Hartford Whalers ruled. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I love that Whalers song, by the way. I was a big Whalers fan, and I love that Whalers song. We have you, to put that on you our guys. Website. You guys didn't know each other like back then, but when I met you, Josh, I was like, "Oh my God, you like the Whalers!" <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. There was another one of you. <laughs> And somehow I was friends with both of you. We got to put the link to Brass Bonanza on our website. Yes, I will do it. Um, so I, I, in my last few years in Montreal, uh, I actually rooted for the Whalers. And then uh, during my travels between Montreal and Philadelphia, I, I rooted for whatever the home team was. So I'm not one of these people. And there's a lot of people out there who sort of, they root for their team that they grew up with. And even after they move, they still root for that team. I'm the opposite. I will try to assimilate, I guess, as best as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I spent time in Ottawa, for example, and I rooted for the Bills. And here now I'm rooting, I root for the Eagles. It's just one of those things where I feel that it's important to become part of this. Part and of you the were on the West, yeah, you were on the West Coast. I know you were like a Canucks guy for a little while. Yep. Yeah. Well, Pavel Bure was easy to fall in love with i guess back then too the pavilous one yeah so tell us like what do you think the flyers chances are this year like i know you probably came into the season with a lot of a lot of hope you know they finished strong last year and they're just underwhelming again right underwhelming yeah no huh. don't you, you fight um they're playing the oilers right now but they're going for their seventh win in a row I know, but still, I mean, they're not, they're not like, uh, I mean, I guess they got hot, but I mean, okay, I guess so. Seventh win in a row. But I mean, that, but you're, you're never as good as your winning streak. Like that, that's seven wins in a row. Like, can they sustain that? Or like, where do you see them finishing? Obviously you see them finishing in the playoffs. So I challenged a number of my friends to a bet, Okay. which was, um, who will have more wins? Um, will it be the Eagles in the regular season? Oh, or will it be the Flyers in the postseason? Oh God, that's a great bet. So think because about that for the a Eagles probably will get no more than eight wins. Eight is the high end. I think eight is being like generous with them, like maybe seven or six. But so that would mean the Flyers would have to win the first round. And get into the second well, round. Well, yeah, they already have five wins, the Eagles. So that means you're thinking the Flyers are winning a playoff round. Yes. That's going to be so, tough. So and after, right now they're in seventh place in the uh, in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. So after last year, um, where they were the eighth seed, they snuck in uh, right at the last minute. Yeah, uh, literally. Yep. Um, I figured this year uh, they have they now brought up Konechny and Provorov. Yeah. Um, Provorov. I've never heard of those guys. They have. The they are loaded with defensive prospects defenseman prospects the flyers right yeah they are so yeah. we have um well konechny is he's about 510 he's he's small but he's quick um he's fast he has a tremendous skill uh he's usually a center but they have him on the wing mm-hmm. um provorov is going to be a one or two defenseman right and are, are you do you anticipate they're going to call up anyone else or this is it for this year, probably that's it. But they have uh, like Sam Morin, um, Hag. They have Travis Sanheim, 
yeah all waiting essentially for next year i know josh like i don't know i followed it because like i speak to mark often and i spend time in philadelphia they have so many prospects on the blue line that i don't eventually they're going to make a trade i don't think they can all be there they're going to have to do something right like i don't think they can have all these guys up at once it'll be kind of crazy well, I mean, I guess they have some pieces to trade then at the trade deadline if they think they're going to make a run and they need a veteran. I guess, yeah. Maybe they're going to pick a prospect that they're going to get rid of. They might. Um, there's also they have some. They need some. I was going to say they need scoring help, but that's almost like last. That's last year. Yeah. This year, I, they're uh, what number two in scoring. That's great. Like, no one would have ever expected that. Um, so just getting back to what you were saying before about the that, you know they're having an underwhelming year you're obviously looking at it through a habs lens yeah i guess well no i actually hadn't realized they had rattled off all those seven wins yeah. and then and, and where they where they put themselves right now in the standings you know so yeah. it's good for them yes. are, are, how's your guy voracek doing he's doing great so he actually worked out in the in the off season this year <laughs> <laughs> um, you could tell he weighs less um than he did uh and he just looks faster yeah than um than he did last year. Last last year, he did. I think he had a what a couple of goals through the first twenty games or so. Um, hopefully, you don't need to fact check that one, <laughs> but he's, you probably do. He scares me when you. When our like... listeners actually, when we make mistakes, our listeners correct us, and then we we make the corrections on the following episode. <laughs> no, but he. I know what you're saying, though, Mark. He got off to a very slow start he last got year. Off to, yeah, a very very slow start. Um, and this year, you could we saw it in the preseason. You could just see he has a, an extra step on the ice. And he can muscle out muscle anyone along the boards. He's a scary player to play against. I know whenever we play the the Habs play the Flyers, oh, Voracek scares me because he's the whole package, you know. Yeah, he's he's big, he's physical, and he's just he's very gifted, skill wise, great great playmaker, but also is a decent shot. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. And now you see his beard. I don't know. Have you have you seen him recently? No. <laughs> he's a very bushy, bushy beard. Oh, that's the new trend now, right? Yeah. That's like Brett Burns kind of started yep. it i guess and mm-hmm. oh, it's so ridiculous check out the skip and josh sports show on twitter you know that little app with the little blue tweety bird yeah you can follow them there at skip and josh i was gonna ask you said you have flyer season tickets um i know that this weekend there's a big football matchup in philadelphia the redskins at the eagles and i know the eagles are pretty much done but it's still a big game anytime the Redskins are in town. So, A, are you going? And, B, what is the the outlook for the Eagles? <laughs> the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. Um, I wish you could have asked me that when they were 3-0. and Yeah. Uh, now, the, the, the big talk in the city is whether the team is quitting. I don't know. You may have seen some highlights or lowlights of Zach Ertz deciding not to bother blocking uh, yeah. when Carson Wentz <laughs> started scrambling. And there's a couple of other examples of that. The coach has actually already uh, mentioned t- the players aren't putting in as much effort as they probably should be. Um, Do you like Doug Peterson? Do you like him as the coach? I don't mind him. Me too. I think because, he's all right. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. He's made some very questionable calls. Um, even, for example, the challenge for the uh where he challenged the call on the 
uh, what was it? It was a two-yard play. Yeah, it was, a, it was a two-yard play. It wasn't going to change anything. And then, if, yeah, great, he won the challenge. Everyone's like, oh, he won the challenge. But now he doesn't have this challenge when he really needs it. <laughs> That's right. It, so. would, it made no sense. It made no sense. It was going to be second and ten, or it was going to be second and eight. The other thing would, where people will say, you know, it's a problem if you do it, whichever way you do it. So fans always want the team to go forward on fourth down. Yeah. Right? The funniest thing now is that most of the city is saying that we lost two games because we went for it on fourth down. We should have kicked field goals. That's typical fans. Yeah, <laughs> because there's one game where they went for it three times and then they didn't get it and they would have had those field goals. They would have won. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like you said, the fans always want them to go. You know, right? They always want them to go for it. He's in a bad situation. They don't have a good team. That's the gist of it, right? Yeah. yeah. They I, got everyone excited because they were 3-0, and but they don't have a good team. Yeah, well, you're missing an offensive lineman because he's tested positive. Yeah, Lane um, Johnson or PEDs. Yeah, um, but, you've lost you've lost a wide receiver. Well, they didn't have good receivers to start. <laughs> then you lose them for um, carrying. Dr- let me think. It was carrying drugs, firearms. Oh, that's Josh Huff you're talking about. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he and all he did was go to. New, all he did was come from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. That's all he did. And, and there's different gun laws in different states. Wow. But then they cut him. The, the Eagles cut him. Yes. Yeah, they, you have to have zero tolerance. And then Aguilar, they sat him out because he can't do anything. Well, hold, that's a Steve Sachs type of a case, right? So if you yeah. remember Steve Sachs with yeah. his Couldn't throw to first. No. There you go. Yeah, but the so problem Nelson... is, Josh, this guy's a wide receiver and he can't catch. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, like they really don't have any talented players at the skill positions. Like They don't have good receivers. Their running backs are average at best. And they have a rookie quarterback, so it's a bad mix, you know? It's a horrible mix. What do you think, like, Chip Kelly came in and changed the entire roster, and I'm I'm guessing that people in Philly are still angry at that. Had had they still had some of those guys that, that Kelly got rid of, would the team be better, worse, the same? It's a great question, but it's an easy one. <laughs> if you had Macklin, Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn McCoy with Carson Wentz. Oh, God, it would be amazing. Jeremy Macklin is a really good wide receiver. He he's on Kansas City, like the most conservative offense in the whole league. That a team that doesn't even throw to their wide receivers, and he puts up good numbers. Lashawn McCoy is a monster. Like they got rid of him for no reason. There's talk that Deshaun Jackson is going to re-sign with the Eagles this offseason when he's a free agent. That wouldn't surprise me. That mean my that means my son's Deshaun Jackson jersey will come back out of the closet and it'll be like valid again. Will he have the same jersey number though? Well, he better. He probably will. <laughs> they'll they, probably they make him. They'll probably make the Eagles will probably make him pick another number so they could sell new jerseys. Maybe. <laughs> it's such a cash cow. Yeah. The answer to all your questions is money. Yeah, that's true. You did go to one Eagles game this year. I know you sent me a picture. I saw the game against the Falcons. Is that the only game you went to this year? Yeah, it's yeah. it's ridiculously expensive to go to uh, to go to a game Football. here. And tickets are near impossible to get because you have to have uh, season ticket memberships, right? So you have to buy the membership first, then you have to pay for the seats. Um, so you're, if if you need to get tickets and you're looking at StubHub, you're looking for standing room only, right. which is in the corner of Lincoln Financial. You're looking at 100 plus just wow. for standing room. And you the, you may only have one ticket or two tickets. To get seats somewhere, you're looking at about 150, 170 and that's after the Eagles have already, I don't know, decided they don't feel like finishing the season. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's a really good bet that Flyers playoff wins versus Eagles 
season wins. It's, that's one that we're going to definitely keep track of. Yeah, uh, it didn't look so good when the Eagles were, uh, won their first three. <laughs> no. I was very worried. Yeah, because if they get 10 wins, I mean, the chances of the Flyers getting 10 playoff wins means they're going to the third round. That's like, that's serious, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. But honestly, I don't know if the Eagles will win another game. They'll probably end up 5-11. and 11. They might win against Dallas uh, if Dallas rests all their starters uh, because that's the last one. Oh, week. that's the last game. The Skip and Josh Sports Show. They don't take your calls. My son wanted me to ask you about, uh, he heard that you were coming on our show today. He's like, oh, ask Mark about uh, the Sixers. He's Matthew's really high on the Sixers. Do you follow the Sixers at all? I know we went to a game last year when I was there, but that was like more of a joke kind of. <laughs> yeah, so I think there were about 5,000 fans there. Yeah. Right? Um, and at that point, we didn't have Simmons. We didn't have Embiid. So there wasn't much to follow. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Are, do you find that like the Sixers are getting a little bit of buzz around them in the city, or as soon as um, the lottery uh, number was picked? Yeah, as soon as they knew that we were getting the number one pick. Yeah, but you've had the number sudden, one pick already so many times, no? But this was different because there was a possibility of Ben Simmons. Yeah. Okay. Um, then the people on sports talk radio, for example, they were watching summer league games. I mean, these aren't. <laughs> yeah. So they're what you know, it's exhibitions just to see what this guy could actually do, and it's amazing if you if you just watch his his, his abilities on the court. He's not a great shooter though, but that doesn't mean anything because he's good at everything else, right? That's right. In fact, they they couldn't figure out where to play him actually. Yeah, I mean, um, my son's he, convinced that he's going to be a point guard when he comes back. <laughs> and your son is one hundred percent right. Uh, the coach has already come out and said it. Yeah, like so he's kind of January. point mm-hmm. forward type of situation. Yeah, yeah. Is he coming back that early? He's coming back this year, January. Oh, that's going to be huge. They actually have like a. They have a good nucleus. Well, look, last year when we went, I wouldn't even consider them an NBA team. Like they didn't even the the team they were fielding was so pathetic. It was like it, it wasn't even NBA caliber. But this year with Embiid and and uh, Gerald Henderson, like they they've made some improvements that. They're, I would consider them an NBA team at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, and they, they have, an, they have a number, probably too many big guys, but that was the problem they had by picking the best athlete when they did. Right. Right, with Noel and Okafor. Yeah, and Embiid. And, and, and Embiid. So yeah. it's, it's a problem that they'll have to figure out, and everyone knows they have too many guys. Embiid's the front runner right now for Rookie of the Year, and it's already like his third year. Oh, he's he's <laughs> yeah, incredible, and that's the funniest though. thing. <laughs> he's, he is... They they owed it to him to play him and see what they had right. Obviously they they made him uh like they picked him. They wanted to pick him and he had all this hype around him. Remember when he was drafted, people were comparing him to Hakeem Olajuwon. Like let's see what he's got. And so far he's he's as advertised. You know he's no obviously he's no Hakeem Olajuwon, but I mean he's good. There's no question he's good. Yeah, what's interesting is that he actually grew a couple of inches over the last year. That's what they were saying There's when he got more. drafted. Yeah, so he's uh, well over seven feet now. He's, I think he's 7'2". And he hits threes. I see in the box yes. scores he hits threes. <laughs> That's crazy. Hi there. Skip and Josh will be right back. To get in touch with them, you can send them an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. You can follow them on Twitter at Skip and Josh, and you can visit their website at www.skipandjosh.com. And now, back to the show. Think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that your favorite sport is baseball. Is that true? Another good question, I think, Josh. Baseball was is my true love. It's one of those 
things that when sort of when you walk into a baseball stadium, it's like a holy ground. Right? I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Love the game. There's something about it. You can go to anything else. I also follow MLS soccer and which I never did before, but all of a sudden my kid plays, so all of a sudden he's interested, so I should be interested, I guess. Um but it's it's not a pitch. A soccer pitch isn't the same. And and the um even though the stadium they built in Philadelphia is actually is very nice, it's right on right on a river. But um I do love baseball. The but right now, to be honest, I think I'm much I'm a much bigger Flyers fan than I am a Phillies fan. It could be because um the Phil I've seen the rise of the Phillies in you know, two thousand six through two thousand and eleven or so. Um and I've also seen their fall. This leads to my next question about the Phillies. I'm on their website looking at their 25-man roster, and I've only, I can only recognize three names. <laughs> Howie Kendrick I've heard of, and Pat Neshek I've heard of. They just got Wa- him yesterday. And, and Joaquin Benoit I've heard <laughs> they of. They just so got him yesterday. So they got him yesterday, too. The guys I've heard of. I can't tell you. I'm reading these names. I've never heard of any of them. And the Phillies, it's, it seems like not that long ago when they had Cliff Lee and Roy Halladay and they had Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins and all these other guys. And, and they, like you said, they won the World Series. And then it seemed like they just sort of gave up. They hung on to their guys. They, they won the World Series and they went to the World Series, right? They, and then they, they held on to their, their veterans too long. And they didn't supplement them with anything any any young talent, right? So they kept thinking that Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins were going to get them to the promised land, even though they, you know, couldn't hit anymore. Ryan Howard was probably the most disappointing. Um, after he tore his Achilles at the end of that the uh, second World Series, um, well, I mean, he, he's just never been the same. We went to a game last year, Josh, me and Mark, and our families in Philadelphia against the Mets, and Ryan Howard actually played in the game. So he, he gets up there, his, he's hitting like 190. They show awesome. his stats. He's hitting 190, and he gets up there and he hits a home run. <laughs> and of I course, the like... kids, the kids were freaking out because to see a home run, the little, you know, it was great, and oh, well, it's just so funny. But before before we're all like gloom and doom for the Phillies, the pitching staff, there has they've started building something here. They have a lot of young guys who you're gonna who they are high draft picks that they've gotten from un- other organizations. As part of whether it be dumping, you know, older players or other trades, um, and so they've come up in the farm system to all together, essentially. See, we have a bunch, probably three, maybe four guys: um, Jared Eikhoff, one Zach Eflin, um, Aaron Nola. Who is, and these guys are, I'm probably even missing a, a, a couple, but the, it's amazing what these guys are capable of a lot of them just played their first full season last year and it's amazing some of them are are amazing to watch whether it's more of a uh more some of them are more power pitchers and then you have folks like Aaron Nola who are they have have finesse but good speed as well and he has an incredible changeup. so the you get uh, some 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 strikeouts but don't, the control is his control is incredible. Don't you have a big prospect also a shortstop? I forget his name. Uh, yeah, JP Crawford. Yeah, is he gonna play this year? He was supposed to play last year. Um, I had him on my fantasy team. Oh god. Yeah, he didn't play at all. He got he 
didn't start out the season very well in the minor. It was uh, well, actually, he got called up from Double A AA to Triple A. Didn't play um, well at all there. Then he got hurt. Um, the question is whether I need to keep him in my fantasy pool or not. <laughs> yeah. Well. So how how many Phillies games do you go to a year or any at all? Um, I try. Well, because I love the game, because I want to instill a love of the game uh, for my to my kids. Um, I try to go to at least one or two games a year. Uh, it's also important that they learn how to score a game. Which they didn't want to try. <laughs> but um, It's hard to teach that to like a five-year-old. But no. when, once they're maybe 10, I don't know. My son didn't want, and their, his kids didn't want, and my daughter ended up trying, but it's like beyond her. See, my oldest, I took him to his first game. He was probably six. He sat through the entire game. He actually scored. He learned the positions and what the numbers were. Now that he's 11... It's a different story. <laughs> right. Well, it is It is a slow game. I love baseball, but it is a slow game, and I can understand how little kids could find it boring, especially, you know, when the games are starting so late, especially in the playoffs, that, you know, your your kids are probably asleep before the game even starts, assuming that the Phillies make the playoffs, whatever. So, so I get that young kids prefer basketball or soccer or hockey or whatever it is. Yeah, the uh, my kids, well, one of them much prefers going to a soccer game or watching soccer on TV than anything baseball, which is quite sad for a dad who, you know, all they want to do is, is have a catch with their kid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I know in Philadelphia, all the stadiums are right near each other. You and I went to a game together actually many years ago. Um, how far is it from where you live to, to get to the ballpark or to get to the hockey rink? depends on the traffic <laughs> but uh the short answer is about 25 30 minutes to the um to the wells fargo um citizens bank park lincoln financial field area and about 40 to uh Talon energy park which is uh where the philadelphia union play that's not so bad actually skip do you want to talk about the uh, g- trying to get out of a parking lot after the eagles game oh my god so Josh, so we went we went to um the Eagles game. It was a Sunday night game. We parked. First of all, we paid $40 for parking. Crazy. And we parked in the parking lot which is next to the stadium like everybody else. You don't have a choice. It's not like you can park on the street exactly. there. Exactly. You know, I mean, I guess you could, but no, you, you have no choice. So um <laughs> we park and then we come out of the game. We stayed for the whole game. And what happens? Um, we get in the car. Mark's driving. He literally turns the wheel to a 45 degree angle and advances the car six inches. And we stayed in that position for 45 minutes. That's <laughs> awful. Okay. Yeah. We didn't move. We lit- I don't know why Like we literally didn't move. 45 minutes. After 45 minutes, we started to see where we could go. And we got into a little bit of a crawl. And then it took about 20 more minutes, like, from the first 45. Once we started moving, it took about 20 minutes to get out of the parking lot and onto the highway. And then then home. Now, contrast that with the Sixers game. <laughs> two nights later, where we literally park in the same parking lot. Actually, we parked closer. We parked, like, literally next to the arena. Yeah, you were. <laughs> we paid $20. <laughs> Half and, as much. And we got out of the parking lot in three minutes when the game was over. So let me ask you this. At the end of the, you said it was a football game? 
Yeah, it was the yeah. seagulls. That, that took you 45 minutes to get out of? Yeah. Rather than sit in the car for 45 minutes, is there somewhere to go to have dinner or something or lunch oh, and then, and then leave? Well, you could. Like, if it was me and Mark alone, we would have done something different. But he had his son. I had mine. Mark's son is a little bit younger. It was already a stretch for him to stay up that late, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we wanted to get home. So, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Great thing about the Philadelphia Sports Complex is they've created um, Xfinity Live right where the old spectrum used to be this is what you're talking about josh it's like a place to hang out so it is a huge area of multiple pubs bars televisions everywhere and they can accommodate because it's i wouldn't say it's the size of the spectrum but it's imagine a just group of pubs that are arena sized in fact i'll be at the uh i'll be i'll be there with my younger one before the Flyers game on Saturday against the Stars. Fun, 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 fun. But uh, that would have been a good idea. But uh, <laughs> that game, by the way, um, should have been in the afternoon. But thanks to the NFL and uh, television, they decided to uh, uh, use their flex option. Uh, right. Afternoon to evening. Right. That starts with what, like four or six weeks left in the season? It's where starting they start? now, yeah. I think it started this week or last week. Okay. But it, but sometimes they don't change anything. They just leave it as is, right? You don't know. They tell you when they've changed it. Well, this Sunday is uh, Cowboys-Giants. I don't know if that's what it was originally, but that's what it is now. Yeah, well, they're not changing that for sure. No, they're not. Before we change the subject away from the F- Philadelphia arenas, I want to mention that the best ballpark food I ever had at any baseball stadium was at the Citizens Bank Park last time we went. It was this uh, fried chicken sandwich from Federal Donut, and it comes with these little donuts on the side. Mark, do you remember? You didn't have it, but me and Matthew had it. I remember. So I I know about Federal Donuts. I know that it's tasty. But having (laughs) said that, you you have obviously a short-term memory. (laughs) Why? The best food was at the Olympic Stadium. Oh, are you crazy? (laughs) Kojaks. Kojaks, exactly. (laughs) Are you crazy? And there was also uh, smoked meat as well. They had smoked meat, yeah, Kojaks. Oh, we used good. to have, Josh, you didn't know us back then, but we used to always say, like, we had to um, spend, spend, spend more than the cost the of the food. ticket. Yeah. 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 Which, Which back the then, when like the ticket, eight, yeah, yeah. tickets were $8 at one point or yeah. $6 even. Yeah, but hot dogs were a buck, two bucks, you know. Yeah, well. Didn't, don't don't they have, Mark, at the, um, is it Citizen Bank? Don't they have a sandwich or a sub or something named after Mike Schmidt and another yeah. thing named after um, Steve Carlton? No, well, Greg Luzinski yeah, has Greg his Luzinski. restaurant, the Bulls something, right? Yeah, and they have the Schmitter, um, which is. All the parks thing. have that, Josh. Remember when we were in Chicago at the, the White Sox yeah. Park? They had, like, Black Jack McDowell and the Big Hurt Burger. And, That's right. You know, so, uh, yeah. what, one question you brought up a. Uh, pricing of hot dogs yeah at the hockey game um i guess it was on tuesday it was a dollar dog night oh great so here's a trivia question josh how many hot dogs do you think they sold on dollar dog night at Uh, the flyers game at the flyers game like uh versus the panthers i mean Uh, if there were eighteen thousand people at the game i'm gonna assume they sold eighteen thousand hot dogs so um they didn't so they didn't because the nature of the end of the third period and overtime and um 
they didn't actually flash up the final totals, but midway through the third, they were up to about 11,500. It's pretty crazy. Because, <laughs> Josh, you're assuming box. everybody's going to get a hot dog. Some people don't want, right? Right, but, or some people are going to get two and somebody's yeah. not going to get any, right? Yeah. I, would, I, I was going to say the same thing, 18,000. Yeah. How many did you have? I had two. The person I was with had two, but we had already had dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we said it was the middle uh it was the second intermission and we we said you know are you hungry no but it's dollar dog night you got it oh, okay. you have to just 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 out of spite just out of principle just by the way of... if we're going to talk about hot dogs you have to remember at the old montreal forum the toasted hot dogs oh. those were the best they still have them at the bell center but uh they're the price is ridiculous and they're just no, you can't buy they're, anything at the they're bell just center. okay they're just okay a beer and a hot dog, you have to take out another mortgage. A beer? You know how much a beer is at the Bell Center? It's I don't insane. know. It's like almost $20. No. Every, every hockey so. rink, I think, I think is think it's like, like 18 something. We, you can get a, uh, what is it? It's like a pint and a half, maybe, of Labatt, which is funny that they sell Labatt. Labatt. That's what they sell at the Flyer <laughs> Games, Labatt. They sell, you can get it on tap, even. <laughs> it's like some kind of exotic Canadian beer. Yeah, Canadian <laughs> beer has more alcohol I don't in think it, right? they even so... make Labatt's beer here anymore. <laughs> no, they do. They must. The bad they blue must. It has to exist. Yeah. But yeah, so it's about $10. Yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense. The Skip and Josh Sports Show is back. We've covered like all the major sports, but I know Josh really wanted to pick your brain about um, how you're undefeated in our fantasy football league. Yeah, your your team is, is ridiculous. Um, the, first of all, you're undefeated and... Last week, it looked like you were finally going to lose. Your starting QB was on a bye, and you were down early in the early in the day on Sunday. You were down by like eighty points or something, but most of your players hadn't played. And then Sunday night, you had two Seattle Seahawks players, and they totaled almost thirty points. And you ended up winning, I think, one twenty-five to one twenty-one or something crazy like that. Um, but Skip mentioned it on an earlier show. We looked at your roster, and you don't have any good players. We don't understand how you're undefeated. <laughs> you use different guys each week also, right? It's like every week there's like another guy getting 25 points. I'm starting, I think it's my fourth quarterback for the season Yeah. Uh, this week. Um, I've had Manning, Mariota, Rivers, and uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. And, oh, and, and Jameis Winston. So I guess it's five. And they've all started at least one game for me. Wow. Um, and I can't say that's the secret. I think the uh, the strategy was that uh, from the very, I guess at, at draft time was you need running backs and wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Maybe they're not maybe streaming like um, a kicker or uh, defense special teams, but they're a little bit more. You can be a little more flexible with them. Yeah, there are a lot of quarterbacks. Like you said, like Mariota, Winston, these guys go unnoticed, right? And if your quarterback's hurt, there's always someone you could pick up, especially in our league. It's like well, there's always guys. It's interesting that you have Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota because I think they were drafted 1-2 in the same year, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. You're spot on. And you've got them both. And they're both on your bench. <laughs> this week. So who are you using this week? <laughs> Phil Rivers. Rivers? Yeah. Hey, wow. You just picked him up this afternoon. I noticed that. I did. <laughs> Well, you're starting. You just, just. I think, I think you find your formula. You have to use a different guy every week. So you're just picking up someone just so you can pick someone up. Well, no, I do have, I do have an excellent core, right? If you, I, so I have David Johnson, Demarco Murray. Well, I mean, David um, Johnson, 
I was talking with Matthew yesterday, and we were talking about next year's fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm pretty sure David Johnson is the number one ranked fantasy player next year going into the mm-hmm. season. And he said, what about Ezekiel Elliott? I said, yeah, that's a good one, but I don't know. David Johnson is just a beast. He is. Yeah, Passing and it's funny on. because the game, his coming out party was the game that we went to against the Eagles last year. Unfortunately. That was the game where he just dominated and he never slowed down after that. <laughs> I I know when at that game, midway through the game, we even said, I don't understand why no one is tackling. Yeah, now we had, but now the rest of the league is is saying that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they could yeah. tackle him. Crazy but stuff. I've, I've, yeah, but, uh, and I also have Melvin Gordon too. So you have three running backs who are, have always played. They haven't gotten hurt. And Melvin Gordon sucks, but he scores touchdowns. Yeah. Right? He doesn't get a lot of yards, but he, every game they give him the ball on the goal line. Well, San Diego's had a lot of injuries, so I, Melvin Gordon, I don't know where he was on the depth chart before the season started, but he's their top guy oh, now, right? They had, like, running back by committee, but he's getting all the goal line carries. And and it's like, whenever a guy gets, like, a disproportionate amount of touchdowns, it's always weird, you know? And he's doing it, you know, so what are you going to yeah, do? And, and then l- last week's star, so Thomas Rawls. Yeah. He's on my bench this week. Yeah, well, as he should be. Like we, you didn't. Me and Josh talked about it on the previous episode, which you know we just recorded. But Thomas mm-hmm. Rawls had twenty something points last week, and he has like two other total points the whole season. Yeah, yeah, I know all about Thomas Rawls because I drafted him, and he frustrated me so. But whenever Josh cuts a guy, that's who you have to pick up. That's exactly that's what we found out. Because <laughs> Book has a whole bunch, and you well, have a you've whole got Crabtree. I got Crabtree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. So I, I so Josh, let me ask one question. So let's mm-hmm. say your team is one week away from being undefeated. Would you rather finish this regular season undefeated, but let's say lose in the first round of the playoffs, or would you you would say you wouldn't mind losing the last week of the playoffs or last week of the regular season, but uh, going all the way? No, you have to win the championship. Who cares I'd rather the win the championship, even if it meant losing the last regular season game. Because no one's going to remember. But it. you don't have to worry about resting your guys or anything no, like that, because yeah. you're not a real coach. I no. think if I was in Mark's position, I would rest my guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just rest them. You know, that reminds treat it, me of treat it like a regular team. You know, rest. That your reminds guys. me of. Uh, I never. I know what you're Strat- going to say. I know what you're going to say. Stratomatic. A hundred percent. I knew yeah, it. I, I knew it. I, I I never played Stratomatic, but I heard about this guy who, when he played Stratomatic, he would roll. I don't know what it was before they started playing, and if he got a certain roll, his game was rained out and he wouldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> is that amazing? <laughs> we don't want to say. I know I it is. Know. I don't think Josh wants to call a person okay. out. No, I don't even. Wow. I don't. I think it was a friend of my brother's. I don't even know. I, who I it thought was. it was your brother. No, I think it was a friend of his. Okay. That's ingenious. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Rained out. Sorry, you're not playing. Yeah, so you should rest them. You should rest your guys. Well, you are. You're using a new quarterback. So if yeah. David Johnson gets injured this week, it's going to be your fault. I hope not. So I also have the, the one big injury I, I did have this, this year was A.J. Green. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, you have Johnson and DeMarco. So those are like that. That can carry you, right? I have a non-sports question for you, Mark. Great. And it's, it's like a two-parter. Okay. So the first part is, do you watch the show The Goldbergs? I don't, but I, okay. do know, I do know about it. The reason I ask is because it's set in Philadelphia. Yeah. And so you won't know the answer to my next question then because you don't watch the show. 
they've got obviously the main characters, you know, it's the, the mom, the dad and the three kids and whatever. And it's based on the kids real life sort of, because sometimes they show clips, um, you know, when he used to shoot stuff with his, uh, video camera when he was a kid. So, so a lot of the stories in the show are based on his real life, but there's a student in the school and the teacher keeps calling out to the student. He's not a regular character on the show. He only appears sometimes and they call the student by his full name and it's Ruben Amaro Jr. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. So every time I hear this, I'm like, Ruben Amaro Jr. was the GM of the Phillies, if I'm not mistaken, and now he's like a third base coach something or something, right? Yep. But he was a player too. He was a player. He was, he was a bad boy. He was a bad boy before he was a player. So so did, did Ruben Amaro Jr. go to school in Philadelphia? Why do they keep using that guy's name in the show, or, or do you not even know? I don't know, but it's a Philadelphia show, and I'm sure they're, they've tried to put in as many linkages as possible. That's amazing. I can't believe you watch. You know what's amazing? First of all, that you asked this question is great, but I can't believe you watched that show. It's a great show. <laughs> really? It's a I'm, great I'm show. I'm looking it up right now. He was born and raised in Northeast Philadelphia. It's a great show. I highly recommend everyone watch it. Okay. I'll, I'll try to watch one episode and I'll tell you if it's good. I think you'll like it. I really He was do. a bad boy from the Phillies from 1980 to 83. <laughs> Yeah, he went. He's the only guy in history that went from being a GM to a yeah, third base coach. Base coach. But that's maybe, or maybe it's even first base coach. I don't even know. He's Which first, is, first base coach. First base coach is amazing. Is like the the least possible amount of responsibility you could have. First base coach. You don't have to do anything. Exactly. He now has to be in a uniform. You know though. what the first base coach does? He takes the guy's like shin guard or elbow guard when they <laughs> when they get on base, and exactly. he hands it to the bat boy. That's what he does. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you for coming on, Mark. We'll definitely have you on again um, as the NHL season heats up and the Flyers hopefully progress as far as you want them to go. And we'll probably have you on again to recap the uh, the death of the Eagles season when it finally uh, ends. Well, I, that's not that's coming up pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much, Mark. It was great having you on the show. Well, thanks. It's been uh, it's been great chatting with both of you. So, thanks again. The Skip and Josh Sports Show is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon. <laughs>